Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to episode five of the How to Bet the Kentucky Derby podcast. Ed DeRosa with you from Brisnet.com, Twinspires.com. Very much looking forward to talking to the champ, Michael Baychock, 2012 NHC Handicapping Contest winner and a frequent contributor to Twinspires and Brisnet.com. And he will do so again for this year, Oaks and Derby. Looking forward to having his spotlight selections for a great two days of racing. Uh, Michael, uh, handicapper, uh, has some similarities to my style. I know we both like to look at uh, Bruno's workout reports, look at some numbers, uh, talk uh, horses' patterns and and things like that, but uh, also some diversion. So uh, to me, someone I like to bounce some ideas off of whenever we're doing players pools together or just big days in general because I feel like he's the type when we agree it's probably worth pressing our opinion and when we don't maybe we can catch a price and uh, we've certainly helped each other out in that regard so uh, I'm sure he'll have some clever ideas uh, when it comes to playing this year's Kentucky Derby Uh, and he's the first uh, big big-time contest player I'd, I'd say we've had on. I know Scott Shapiro and Bruno and, and Emily all dabble in the, the contest arena, but Mike's success at the highest level, uh, certainly a, a little beyond them, uh, what they've accomplished, but uh, just kind of interested to get his take on big-day contests and things of that nature. So see what he has to say about that. But uh, real quick, just want to remind everyone, uh, com slash derby has all the reports we've talked about and so much more uh, for the world's most prestigious race. Uh, Free PP is available in the description. Uh, So for those wanting to get a head start on the handicapping, do that. And of course, check out the archives. We've had some great discussions with uh, Scott, Bruno, Emily, and Gary Young yesterday. And speaking of Gary Young, the uh, series with him live at Churchill Downs uh, started today. So check that out on the Twin Spires YouTube page. Uh, but don't do that until after you listen to Mike and I chat a little bit about Derby. And uh, I believe Michael is on the line. How are you? I'm good, Ed. How are you? Doing great uh, here at Churchill Downs, which is a great place to be this time of year. And uh, got a flurry of activity today. Uh, people expecting some rain over the next couple mornings. Horsemen wanting to beat the rain for their final workouts. Uh, did you check in at all to what was going on here this morning? I didn't uh, this morning, but I, I mean, I love, I think, you know, the, the fact that it's streamed live and, and, you know, Joe is on there and, uh, you know, given some commentary, I think that's really in terms of my handicap and it's very helpful. So uh, I didn't check in this morning, but I'll watch the replay later today. Yeah. And that, that's just it. Even if you miss the stream, which I did, I was driving over here, uh, all the, uh, individual horses broken out, uh, one big video available, and, and as I mentioned, Gary Young providing some commentary after the fact as well, and that video just went live uh, before I, I got on the air with you. So, yeah, a lot of information, uh, and as I was telling people, you and I sort of uh, have some similarities, I think, in our handicapping style, but also, uh, you know, different ideas too, which which is good, especially when we team up and hopefully zig and zag in the right direction, but uh, what's your handle on this derby from uh, where you've been thinking over the last week you might be looking to make a score? So, you know, not necessarily who you think is going to win, but 
this podcast trying to take more of a betting approach and uh you know some people thinking this might be the one where we finally get the big superfecta back what's your feeling well i think uh you know this is the race where if you're gonna you know um try to hit a big score it it, it has been uh the race where you you can get that done although the past three years with the three you know favorites it's been a little bit more difficult where you can find that uh you know that big superfecta or even big trifecta score to me this year is it, i mean you say, people say this every year i've said it every year but it's it's tough i mean you know, um, these horses, I don't think as a group, and I'm not singling out any horse, but as a group, they're they're just a little bit slower than, you know, past groups. And there's no horse to me. Now, you may have a different opinion or other handicappers, you know, can have different opinions that really kind of stands out. And you would say, wow, I'm really willing to, you know, go deep and, and key a horse um, in this race. So because every one of them to me has just some little bitty, you know, issue. I mean, if you take Classic Empire, man, I wish he would have had three races. If he would have had three races and not come into this race on three weeks, I think Classic Empire would be, you know, extreme value at four or five to one because I think he kind of like lays over. But that just little factor, you know, where he missed some training and he missed a race, and that's tough. But um, I think you can narrow it down. I think I'm getting to the point where I've narrowed it down to – four to five horses and and you know i'll try to get a little bit narrower as i go you know into next week and take a swing because this is the time to take a swing there's so much money in the pool yeah no no question Uh, and i'll get to that narrowing process in a bit but i did want to touch on um you know you saying that each horse has something that might not recommend it especially at the price i mean i think uh, the, the top four obvious choices, Classic Empire, Always Dreaming, Irish War Cry, and McCracken, each have their own uh, knocks, if that's what you want to find, or their own positives, too, if you're interested in, in betting them. And, you know, I was talking with Steve Bick today, and I'm clearly in Classic Empire's camp. He's he's my pick uh, to win. But, you know, in thinking of how to bet the race, uh, I'm starting to gravitate toward some horses who I think are going to be 15 to one or higher. And my thought is, okay, if it comes always dreaming, classic empire, McCracken, I'm just going to have to lose. Um, <laughs> you know, that, yeah. uh, right. I, I love, you know, classic empire runs a great second. Um, I'm not going to be guaranteed a win unless, you know, I look at the, the whips pools and just hammer them there. But if on the other hand, always dreaming wins and a horse like hence who I like finishes second and, you know, practical joke who I think is interesting finishes third. That's a situation where I, I feel like I'm biting off my nose to spite my face or whatever that saying is um, by not using always dreaming who is logical. I mean, certainly wouldn't shock me with a horse like hence or state of honor, big prices. So to me that that's, starting to feel like my strategy is basically saying okay all four of these favorites can't all run well like they did last year and the year before it just seems like there's too many knocks that one of them's gonna fall through the cracks maybe two maybe three so who are the long shots i like that actually can get up there um so that that's starting to feel like my approach and that and that sounds a lot like you know my approach i 
I guess one other thing I would throw out there for, for listeners is, you know, if you don't have a strong opinion on who's going to win, but you have a strong opinion on who you think is not going to win, that's equally a strong opinion. And if you think that Always Dreaming, who might be one of the favorites, I think he probably will be, um, if you don't think yeah. he's going to, you know, hit the board, that's a strong opinion because that takes a lot of money, you know, out of uh, – I mean, puts more money in play because people are playing those favorites to, to run first and second and third and all the exotics. So um, I might even be leaning towards that. I, I'm not sure. I'm just I'm, – I might be a little against always dreaming, I'm, you know. So um, that might be a horse that – you, you mentioned it. And, if you know, if it came always dreaming, classic empire – and McCracken or Practical Joke, God, I really, I should have that, you know, but I'm a little against Always Dreaming, so maybe the only way I get that is with some sort of all bet, which is, you know, gets very expensive. But the horses right. that you mentioned, you know, are the ones that I'm kind of, you know, leaning toward. You, you know, you can't use them all, um, you know, and you can't keep, well, you can't key them all. Um, but I, you know, as you know, I think I've, I'm, I'm a little, I'm leaning a little towards McCracken. Even though he's slow, there's no doubt about it. But it is a slow, it's a slow year, you know. So yeah. I mean, a year like last year, and he would come in and he would be links and links slower. You know, you can't you can't use that horse because horses in the Derby usually don't run, you know, their tops. I mean, I think that's been pretty well um, documented, or you know, at least on you know some figures they just don't. Um, and on, I think on. Some figures, not necessarily Brisnet or others, but you know, some figures McCracken, you know, is he's competitive, you know, and he he can certainly you know run his top in this race. He loves the track, but um, I'm leaning a little against a little against uh, always dreaming, and, and that's always that's a good opinion if if it because he is going to be one of the favorites. Right, and you know, similar to this, and last last point I'll make sort of on the, the four favorite tangent, but to me, and, you know, I've seen people say, oh, you know, I'll use those, you know, they'll literally use those four and, you know, maybe one other horse and boxing them an exacta. And to me at that point, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, it's only $20. And even if it comes chalk chalk, you might make some money, but yeah, I just feel like, you know, at that point, take a stand and, you know, then do a tri key or something with the two you really like versus boxing them. And, you know, I know a lot of people do that, but that's just something that I just, I see and think, man, it, it's the Derby and, you, you know, here's a race where you have a shot at maybe a big payout, um, have an opinion. And, you know, not that boxing five or six isn't an opinion, but that's something I do with the five or six long shots. I think have a shot, you know, yeah. it's worth 20 bucks to maybe chase a five, $600 number. But, you know, to me, if if you like all four favorites, figure out a different way to do it. I mean, maybe uh, that's an instance where the pick three or pick four is, is better because you can find a price on the win end in another race and then feel pretty good about your, your spot coming into the Derby. But, uh, to me, this is not a year in the in the verticals where I'm looking to box all the logicals. No, me either. I mean, and, and you know, it's been really difficult the last two years with Nyquist and um, Pharaoh, you know, to to make any money uh, because it, it it also you know the chalk the other chalks kind of came in, but you know, in a, a right. year like Cal- California Chrome, who you know, I mean, a lot of people came in and thought he was he couldn't lose. Um, 
there were people, including myself and and my son, who um, was on was had gotten married the day before, who made you know a ton of money um, because I had an opinion on commanding curve, and he was you know forty to one, and so yeah. you know it kind of it kind of worked out. But that's that's the kind of you know if there there won't be a chrome, there isn't a chrome this year that's going to be five to two or two to one. So. You know, you, you, you can't afford, I think you can afford to spread, you know, a little bit more and not necessarily key. I'm not a fan of the five-horse box because, especially in the Derby, I mean, <laughs> there's just so many ways that some crazy commanding curve horse can get in there and mess you up, you know. So I'm more right. of a key, you know, I'm more of a let's key three, three maybe, you know, two or three and see what happens. And, and if some commanding curve gets in there, then, you know, I've got it, you know, because – um, I narrowed my 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 key horses down enough to to where I could cash. Well, uh, speaking of narrowing, you mentioned earlier you're sort of in the the six or seven range now, and um, <laughs> you just mentioned your your target sort of king maybe three if you can get there. What over the next week are you looking at, reading, listening to to help you in that narrowing process? Right. So I know that I'm gonna use that McCracken is definitely gonna be one of my keys. I mean. I, I um you know I one one not I'm not going to call it a method but one thing that I r- rely upon and it's been successful in the past for the derby is just how does a horse look when he's run you know when he ran you know when he ran before I mean and he looked like a horse that could you know that is going to win the derby or has that derby looking type of move He's a little bit slow, but he'll be one. You know, um, I like your horse, Hence. He's he's moved up a lot. Um, but, you know, three-year-olds get, get very good um, and very quickly in the spring, and he could certainly, you know, uh, pair up. I'm really interested in practical joke. I mean, from a from a speed – one of the speed figures that I use, um, Thurograph, I mean, he's got – He's got a really good-looking line, um, and he looks like he can improve. Um, and you know, he ran he ran a nice race in the last race, and also, I think it was the Fountain of Youth. He made that he made a really huge move around the turn, and then kind of flattened out. So, I'm either gonna I wouldn't use him at four to one, but if he's gonna be like twelve or fifteen, maybe. Do you think I can get that? I mean, he's certainly a horse that you know is usable. And then, of course, you know, Classic Empire. I think. If he runs his, you know, his race, I think he's a couple lengths better than these horses. I really do. Um, but I, I'm not really in love with the three-week rest um, from the Arkansas Derby, which was kind of a tough race, you know. So, um, and I'm not, in, I'm not in love with probably the price. If he's, you know, four to five to one, feels more like you need to get like eight to one. But, you know. If you're betting on a Friday afternoon and you think a horse is links, a couple links the best, and you're getting four or five to one, that's pretty good. So, you know, those would be the ones that I'm kind of looking at. I'm not really crazy about any of the others, um, but those those are the ones that I'm I've, I've kind of narrowed it down to. And I also like if looking at Lee gets in there, I think he can be a an underneath. You know, he maybe he could be the commanding curve of this year. So the other things that I, you asked, I do look at the work, you know, workouts. And uh, I rely on, you know, Bruno DiGiulio just because you know, he's he's done this for so many years. He's put me on kind of Animal Kingdom was a horse that he really loved. And that was, that was kind of a year like this. I don't think there was a lot of, you know, really good horses, but that horse obviously was blooming. So I'm going to look 
you know, Gary Young, Bruno, and just see what horse is doing the best, um, and and probably include that horse. And I'm hoping that that horse is one of the ones that I like, so I don't have to add. And, and right, I can, I can I can keep you know. But if 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 you know all the clockers, and I haven't listened to Gary Young, but I will, are saying, oh my goodness, you know, Battalion Runner is looking great. Well, then you know. That means it's going to cost me more money because I'll probably stick that one in there because I do think I do rely upon you know their opinions and how horses are working out over the track and how they look over you know over these past uh, two weeks because I think that's very important. Well, I can tell you that uh, Gary said the exact opposite about Battalion Runner. So good, you're, <laughs> you're you're safe from from that addition. Um, and as far as Practical Joke, uh, I do think. Uh, you know, I think he won't be any lower than twelve to one, and uh, you know, could even see fourteen or fifteen. And my feeling on him is, uh, yeah, you know, you could knock that he didn't get past Iraq or that he flattened out in his three-year-old debut. What looked like a flashy move, and people calling him a one-turn horse, and doesn't want a mile and a quarter. And I think those are concerns, but I think it's twelve to one minimum. We're getting compensated for those concerns, and the reality is, if he had won the bluegrass and McCracken was second. Let's say I wrapped through in the towel as a maiden. Uh, practical jokes, probably eight to one and being talked about among the favorites. So you're sort of, to me, you're getting the right compensation to answer those questions because his number power, I agree with you completely. Uh, his number power is among the best in, in the group. And even though he hasn't won this year, his consistency is among the best in the group. He runs his race. They're fast races, especially relative to to the group. And to me, I can't ignore a horse like that at 12 to 1. Right. Especially That's a great in point. a year like this where there's no world beater. I mean, would I take him against a big brown or something like that? No. But in a year like this, even as much as I'd love to see, you know, Classic Empire win and have a lot of respect for Irish War Cry's talent, I, I just wouldn't be – there's no scenario that would shock me with him winning where I'd say, oh, where did that race come from? Because he's – you know, the numbers are there. They say he's yeah. capable. Yeah. Now, do, do, does the addition of blinkers for practical joke make it a – is that a positive for you or a negative? I know that I've seen somewhere on – that his – that Chad Brown's statistics with horses that are adding blinkers in stakes races is – they're pretty impressive. Um I mean, I just kinda, yeah. Was, I'll answer my question. Four for eight. You can answer, but uh, I mean, sure. Chad Brown is a damn good trainer. If he thinks the horse needs blinkers and is going to run better in the biggest race of his career, then I'm going to trust Chad Brown. You know, I mean, uh, it could go wrong, but uh, you know, he's trying to give himself obviously the best chance to win, and he thinks that's the best chance. I'm all, I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, I agree. And along those lines, I actually asked Gary Young this morning. Um, because Chad Brown, of course, a uh, longtime assistant, protege even, um, you know, that type of level relationship with Bobby Frankel. And I asked Gary if he remembered Bobby ever doing something like this, and, and he quickly recalled that Bobby added blinkers with Empire Maker before the Florida Derby. Now, huh. that's a little different. That's not the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. But nevertheless, um, you know, here's a horse that everyone knew had a lot of talent, going into a grade one race on the Derby trail and, you know, Bobby thought the horse needed a, a boost. And I believe he, I, I forget, he, he had some losses that left people shaking their head, 
Um, so Bobby went for it, and, you know, it worked out. So to me, that that was an interesting recollection, more so than, you know, oh, it worked when he did it with slumber. Um, right. You know, that that's nice and all. But to me, hearing that uh, Chad was around, you know, a horse like that where Bobby did it, that gave me some confidence, too, with the move. Take some guts, too, because, um, you know, the, the most recent of these is Palace Malice when he got blinkers and he, he, you know, freaked out. And, you know, obviously that horse had a ton of talent, but, you know, he went straight to the lead when he got blinkers and, you know, burned everybody, burned out. But I don't think Practical Joke is a horse that, you know, he's certainly not going to be on the lead or, or maybe even close. So I, I, I like it. No, it doesn't. Uh, related to, you know, you and I sort of have a similar approach, I think, with sort of the, the key horses or, you know, minor key if it, it if it's a bunch of them. Um, but how do you balance, you know, I'm not a big box guy, and, but when do you tell yourself or do you in the derby, hey, anyone can finish fourth or anyone can finish third? Are you looking to get the keys home and, and hit the all button or do you think hey these are the eight that are going to run well and I'll just take my chances that you know half of them run well enough to hit the super and not worry about uh, someone you don't love clunking up you know that's I mean that's a great question in, th- in these type of years where I don't really think there's a lot of separation between let's say my two or three or three or four keys and the rest of them are all just kind of like clumped together. I think anybody can almost clunk up, which is not, you know, that's not good for your bankroll because you do, I will <laughs> probably more than likely have to use an all button somewhere, hopefully two, not two, two positions if I'm making a super, but maybe one like in the fourth position, you know, because I do think slower horses and by no means these horses are, you know, I mean, they're obviously faster than their, than the other three-year-olds, but when there's just not a lot of separation, um, you know, a lot of things can happen, and it's hard to predict. So I'm looking probably, you know, somewhere in the third or fourth spot to maybe make an all there, and that's very expensive. I don't know that there's any horses at this point besides Gervin, um, you know, that I can maybe maybe a couple more that you can throw out, boy, but you really hate to throw out somebody and then have that horse you know, come clunk up, but you got to take a stand. So, yeah. you know, this, this is what right. it's about. I mean, and um, and that's the issue for me with it is like, okay, I mean, fast and accurate certainly looks overmatched. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gervin, given his issues, it's, you know, even fourth is sort of tough to see, but uh, you know, the, the old all but one or all but two, uh, that seems like a really expensive sting, uh, you know, to, to save, uh, it's, it's 17 horses could finish fourth after you fill in the top three. <laughs> and, you know, 17 multipliers a lot more than a 15, but nevertheless, <laughs> it, it just, it just doesn't seem like it, it's worth it, um, you know, to, to miss on that. So yeah. I, my, my feel is, okay, I like classic empire, Irish war cry, lean on them where I can. Um, and then be able to get to use the all and fourth. I'd much rather do that then, you know, end up being six or seven deep in the second spot and then having to to shave elsewhere. So, you know, to me that anyone – I guess what I'm saying is anyone can finish fourth more than eight horses can finish second is my view. Sure. Or at least how I'll bet it. And one thing that I will absolutely do just 
um, you know, if I do get it down to four or five, I mean, I, I'll probably will box those like extra time or something, just because. Hey, what if I'm really right? <laughs> you know, right. this is not yeah, the, no, this no. is not the the place where you want to kind of like you know shave some dollars. Just be, if you're right, I mean, if you're right in the Derby with a twenty horse field and you have some long shots, and it's a superfecta or a trifecta, I mean, you you know you really want to kind of lean on that on on your opinion. So because you're going to get paid much much more than you would you know on a regular you know stakes race or something like right that. yeah uh, i agree well uh so that's sort of the exotic approach uh on the 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 win end which um just sort of calling on your your contest uh, especially the mythical ones i asked emily the same thing uh, in episode three but if you're uh staring at the derby and you know you need a cap horse to have a chance of winning who are you looking hmm. at Right, so if it's the last race of a contest and you need a capper, um, whew, I'd probably be looking at so any horse over twenty to one. You know, that's not that's not. Uh, you think Hints would be over twenty to one? I think so. Yeah, well, th- th- then he would be my he he, he would be my uh, my capper. He, either he or the other uh, Aspusen looking at Lee. I mean, if you look, you know, looking at Lee. You know, with a, a little bit better trip in 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 the Arkansas Derby, like you said, like what if he had run second, you know, in the Arkansas Derby, which he easily could have done. What 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 are his odds then for the Derby? You know, what would they be? Right. I don't know, twelve, fifteen, but he might be, yeah, you know, he might be thirty, thirty-five. You know, which that seems a little, you know, it just, you know, it doesn't seem like it, they should be that high given. If he had a little bit better trip and he finished second to Classic Empire, you know, which means if you like Classic Empire, he can finish second or third in the in the Derby, you know, at a big bomb. So yeah, looking at Lee or Hence, one one of the Asmussen horses would probably be my my contest bomber. Mm, I do uh, get get involved uh, on the big days, or is it more about there's enough action in the the paramutual pools not to bogged down with contest play how do you how do you balance uh i know you and i are active on horse tourneys from time to time and yeah well i mean a lot of contest options yeah um i am going to get involved you know i'm obviously been trying to get involved in the kentucky derby betting challenge um and i it you know remains to be seen i have my last chance this weekend to qualify but if i don't qualify i'm you know i'm fairly certain that i'll be able to put a you know, a ticket together uh, to get an entry. Um, so I'll probably do that. If if not, you know, I'm certain there's some other, you know, contests out there that are big on Derby Day, you know, bigger money um, than, than a normal Saturday. I know Horse Tourneys has a right. 50, you know, one of the other sites has a 75. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I will definitely be involved in those contests on, on that day as well as, uh, you know, putting some money through the through the – through the windows, one way or another, even through either through a contest or or through Twin Spires. Right, All right. Well, I always like to hear that. Any other uh, parting thoughts or considerations uh, heading into Derby Week? Don't. Yes, and I'm saying this to myself because, but I think everybody, <laughs> so other people can 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 gain some sort of insight. Don't let anyone talk you off a horse, um, especially in the. That's Derby. right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if you like, like, practical joke, uh, you know, I, I'm, 
you know, I like practical joke, and I've heard all the, some experts. Say, oh, he can't go a mile. He's a one turn, like you said. He, but you you were repeating. You weren't having a pin. He's a one turn horse. He need, you know he can't go a mile and a quarter. You know what? I, I just trust what I saw, and and I liked what I saw, and you know I'm going to go with that. So don't let someone talk you off a horse, especially <laughs> a horse that could be you know 15 or 20 to one. That's for sure. Yeah, and I've actually learned, uh, and this goes really for any race, as, as much as I bet I run into it, but don't, uh, you know, it's a fine line because, as we said, you know, we'll trust guys like Bruno, Gary, looking at numbers, et cetera. But remember, that's all part of the process, and, you know, form your own opinion when consulting, whether it's numbers or people or whatever. Um, but I would caution, as much as it's important not to have people talk you off a horse, don't fall for the hype. Uh, trust your opinion there. Because like you said, if if you have to add a horse, I mean, it's one thing for a clocker you respect to say, hey, this thing's lights out. It's reminded me of you know Animal Kingdom or whatever. You know, that's one thing where, you, okay, yeah, I want to take that into consideration. But it's another, you know, just the, the backstretch whispers and, you know, maybe a buddy really likes a horse. If you don't, I mean, you just have decided that's not the horse for you. Why increase the cost of your bets, you know, however much adding a horse does, um, just on something you heard for a few minutes after you've looked at a race for, you know, two, three months. So right. to me, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. Don't, uh, don't be talked off a horse, but I think equally important for bankroll management, just, you know, really giving yourself the best shot for your money is, uh, you know, be very careful when it comes to being talked on horses too. Right, that, that's a great point. I mean, if you have a negative opinion on, let's say, always dreaming, and you know he comes and he didn't, but if he came out and worked, you know, fabulous or something, you know, uh, horses work fabulous and run bad. So you know, yeah, don't, absolutely. Yeah, don't, I mean, don't, don't, don't let yourself try to make horses look good. <laughs> that's right, and uh, yeah, and yeah. I think he did run. He did work fast, didn't he? Yeah, he definitely got one of the uh, the better marks today. No, no question, and uh, you know, like. You know, someone said to me, oh, you must be nervous. I know you don't like that horse. And I thought, well, you know, to me, that's, I don't. So I'm glad it'll be the price I think he'll be, yeah. and I'll take my yeah. shot against. And yeah. uh, another person messaged me something similar. He's like, man, if you love Classic Empire and want to, you know, play him at 5-1, to one, you have to like hearing that the, the, fa- uh, the other favorites look good because that's his competition for the money. I mean, hence looking good isn't going to make, Classic Empire's no. price any different, but Always Dreaming will. Yeah, no, I so. hope. I, look, I hope. He, I hope Always Dreaming is the favorite. I really do, uh, hmm. because that's going to leave more. You know, make that's going to make a bigger price for Classic Empire, and 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 you know, the the higher the price, the more I'm willing to excuse. You know, the three weeks in the missed, uh, right? The, the little bit of missed time. So, you know, six, yep. five to one, six to one gets a little bit more interesting than, you know, seven to two, four to one for me on that horse. Yep, agreed. Uh, well, it's uh, been a pleasure, and uh, hopefully uh, after you give out a derby winner, you can get that blue check mark uh, on Twitter like your son. <laughs> My son is much more important than I am, that's that's for sure. Uh, that's for sure. He, he does good work. Uh, definitely like checking in with him as well. But uh, racing-wise, uh, Bay Chalk Racing, definitely the the handle to see. Uh, I'm at EJXD2, and I'm sure we'll be uh, sparring on there throughout the week. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on, it. I appreciate it. Yep, my pleasure. Uh, Derby week, everyone. It's uh, almost upon us. 
Eight days to go. This was episode five of the How to Bet the Kentucky Derby podcast. Uh, we'll be back either Saturday or Monday, just depending on lining up some guests. Uh, really looking forward to continuing the, uh, the series. Uh, lots to go over as uh, the field uh, continues to take shape and finalizes and all that good stuff. So appreciate you listening. Appreciate you being back. Looking forward to Derby Week.